time is the currency of life. If you spend less time doing the shit, guess what? You can spend more time doing the stuff that does excite you. Hello and welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. And today we're going to be talking all about getting more shit done in less time. Let's go. Hello, I'm on my own today. Yeah, Joel's got man flu. He's stuck at home. Uh, me and Poddy have got it as well, really. But, you know, we've soldiered on. We've come into the office. So you've got just me, I'm afraid, today. And what I'd like to do is basically streamline a webinar I did recently all about effortless productivity, getting more shit done in less time. And not just any old shit. I'm talking about the right shit. Man, that's a lot of shit. Um, but it's stuff that moves you forward. We're all about moving forward. So when you're clear on your goal, obviously it's a lot easier to move forward. Most business owners go round and round in circles because they don't know where they're fucking going. So today I want to share with you um, what we've learned over the years. For three things. Getting more shit done in less time. Becoming more energized and excited about business, about life in general, and what marketing to focus on and what to change. Because a lot of people, they're spending a lot of time on marketing that, again, just isn't moving, their, uh, making their boat go faster. Um, a lot of people talk about time management, whereas we don't really believe in that. I mean, you're not Marty McFly. Um, don't know why I say Marty McFly. Most people listening won't have a clue who Marty McFly is. But um, you can't manage time, unless you're Doctor Who. There we go. That's a better analogy. Um, we don't believe in time management here at Cobra. We talk about priority management. Um, 24 hours in the day, you've got the same as Elon Musk, as Richard Branson, but they might get more stuff done than other people because they know what to focus on. They know what their priorities are. Um, because, because at the end of the day, life's too short. Life's too short to repeatedly do shit that you hate. Um, and to round up the marketing, marketing is the lifeblood of your business. So um, I'm going to quickly talk about what marketing we have seen work best for business owners, especially those who are stuck in the pain of uh, between six and seven figures. So let's get cracking. Um, let's talk a lot about the CPR method. Um, not Okay, now, what does CPR stand for? I had this the other day. Something pulmonary, isn't it? Compression. Fucking hell, I don't even know. But CPR, you know what I mean? But not that CPR. I'm talking about C for consistency, P for persistency, and R for responsibility. If you do those three things, you'll be okay. Because most business owners fuck around so much with their marketing because they suffer from shiny object syndrome. Whereas it's much better to sort of stay in a couple of lanes, find out what works well for you and repeat and fight that temptation to, oh, look, look, all my competitors are, competitors are dancing on TikTok. I must try that. And, oh, right, I'm going to I'm gonna do a bit of breakfast network. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's like, and you, you dilute everything as well as, of course, burn out. Find what works for you and do that consistently and turn up every day because you know most business owners they are only three feet from gold you know to quote napoleon hill they're only three feet from gold they just gave up digging too early um you know and, and responsibility obviously important whether your business succeeds or fails is largely down to you not not brexit not the increase in car parking charges whatever it's your responsibility you know strongly believe there are two sorts of people in life. There are heroes and victims, and it's hard to succeed if you're the latter. Now, if you hear all this paper rustling, it's because I've made so many notes and I don't want to miss out on anything for you. Um, but you will notice the theme throughout. 
and not rustling. Um, that what that of taking control. That's going to be a big theme about today. So, what's a common phrase here? Oh, there's not enough time. You know, again, we've all got twenty four hours in the day. So, task for you: some homework. Get a piece of paper, A four. Turn it on its side, and along the top, the long edge. Write Monday to Friday, and down the side, break down nine a.m. to five p.m. into. I would say 15 minute slots, call it half hour slots, right? And at the end of every half hour, color that little rectangle in either green or red. If it's red, that means it didn't make you any money or was shit. If it was green, that means it made you money and it was fun or it was fun. One of the two, but either red or green. And at the end of the week, what is the predominant color on your piece of paper? You know, you will find, I guarantee, wasted time in there. You will find red tasks, stuff you're focusing on that didn't make you money or you hated doing. And of course, you want to be doing more green stuff than red. So what can you do to minimize those red tasks, the things that take up your time, the things that suck the joy out of your life quicker than a fucking vampire with a hoover, right? The solution is, what can you automate? What can you delegate? What can you outsource? And in fact, what can you bin? So if you look at automation, um, most of you probably use social media scheduling tools. Um, we're big fans of using Calendly for access to ourselves. Um, administration, the corny phrase is, if you haven't got an assistant, you are one. How much of your week is spent doing those £10 an hour tasks? You know, let's face it, as a business owner, right? You, you've got to be earning more than that. Otherwise, you might as well go back to working for a man or just, you know, drive a taxi in the evenings. You know, it makes financial sense to free you up. If you can find someone who can do those £10 an hour tasks, and to be honest, they'll do it quicker than you, they'll do it better than you, and fuck off all those excuses like, oh, but it's quicker if I do it. Oh, it will only take me five minutes. You know, I urge you to remember about the compound effect. And if you haven't read that book by Darren Hardy, the compound effect, it, it is fucking awesome. Um, it will only take me five minutes. It's like you do that five minutes twice in the morning. It's twice in the afternoon. You add that up Monday to Friday. Those weeks, of course, turn into years. That compound effect means all those little five minute jobs turn into a massive chunk of your time. Plus, to be honest, you add that all up. You ain't exactly going to feel like a super successful entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, and, and I do understand if you're a startup, you do often have to do everything, which as I mentioned, this is probably why this podcast is, is best tailored for business owners who are stuck between six and seven figures. Yeah. As a business owner, when you're starting up, you have to do everything yourself. You have to go making a hundred sales calls a day, knocking on doors, all that kind of shit. And you do that to grow your business, but you can't scale. You can't knock on doors forever. You can't knock on more doors. You'll just you'll just burn out. Um, and ultimately, all this kind of stuff, it takes up so much headspace. You'll struggle being present. So how much sort of family time are you getting right now where you're present with them? Because Joel and I here, we talk a lot about work-life harmony, not work-life balance, work-life harmony. Very hard to keep anything balanced. Um, and work-life harmony, we believe, is a better way of looking at it because it focuses on quality of time, not just quantity. And it took my youngest daughter, you know, this was five years ago. She was only eight at the time. It took Holly to point this out to me when she was saying she didn't see much of me. And I said, come on, Holly, I do spend a lot of time with you. 
She goes, yeah, but most of that time you're on your phone. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like, wow, a fucking eight-year-old pointed it out to me. That that was a low day. So I'd suggest, I'd, I'd suggest it's better to have one hour when you're fully present with your family, with your loved ones, rather than three hours when it's you, them, and your phone, other distractions going on. And to be honest, that's the same when it comes to important work. When you're doing important work for a client, is it getting 100% of your focus? Or is your phone going off, emails going off, all that kind of stuff? Because if someone's paying you a lot of money, you can only serve them well if you're being fully present on the job in hand. Because what does it take, like 26 minutes or whatever it is on average, to get fully focused back on a task after you've been interrupted? Um, and ultimately, I mentioned Candly earlier, right? But if you don't own your day, someone else will. So if you don't rule your diary ruthlessly, chances are you'll get um, pulled in other people into other people's circuses. You know, not my circus, not my monkeys. Because the end result you want, surely, is to do more stuff that you love doing that moves you forward and that excites you. So how do you know what to focus on? Well, as luck would have it. Um, the answer is, if I can plan, fail to plan, plan to fail. Now, we've got our own journal, the Stay Hungry Journal. Everything's called Stay Hungry with us. Stay Hungry Podcast, Stay Hungry Book, Stay Hungry Journal. Um, we're big fans of writing rather than typing when it comes to notes because um, writing uh, improves your memory recall, enables conceptual learning, it supports visual learning, it, it can boost your creativity and offers fewer distract, distractions. So when you're writing stuff on your phone, chances are your phone's going to beep with other stuff as well. Um, and it gives us clarity on where we're going. So we write down, you know, what we're grateful for. We write down, um, I'll talk about this a bit in more detail later on, our non-negotiables, the stuff we have to do that day to move us forward. So we know where we want to be in 12 months' time. If you listen to our stuff, you know we're big fans of breaking that down into 90-day action plans. So what do I need to do this quarter to move me forward, to move me closer to my 12-month goal? Because a strategy without action is just a fucking expensive piece of paper. And also in our journal, we're big fans of writing down our wins because, let's face it, as a business owner, the chips are down sometimes. Sometimes the brown stuff hits the fan, no matter how good your intentions. But when you've got something to hand, like a, a single go-to source of your wins, it's a great thing to read and to remind yourself that, fucking hell, I, I, I am succeeding. Despite the knocks, I am succeeding. You will be straight away thinking, shit, yeah, actually, I've got this. And it will give you almost like that extra layer of protection against the shit that does go wrong. Um, now, sometimes at the end of the day, of course, you have to think harder than other days what went well today. And some days it could be, well, I got up when the alarm clock went off rather than hitting snooze. Take that as a win. There will be wins somewhere in your day. Write those fuckers down. Again, your, your journal, whether it's a journal, a notebook, whatever works for you, you've got this single source of of inspiration. So if I to say to you now, pause this podcast for 10 minutes and write down all your wins from this year, I bet even if you think you've had a shit year, you'll be surprised with how many wins you've got. Um, now, of course, you can only really move forward when you do know your priorities. Again, it's priority management, not time management. So where do you want to be in 12 months time? Number of customers, 
you know, revenue, number of tickets sold, whatever it might be, you know, your goal, your target, something, something tangible. As I mentioned earlier, most business owners go around in circles. They don't know where you're going. So this is where I want to be in 12 months time. Okay. So you've got your quarterly action plans. What are you going to do this quarter to move you forwards? Um, and then in your journal, your notebook, whatever, break it down to weekly and even daily non-negotiables. And to be honest, we'll also, um, my wife and I, we'll, we'll get our leisure activities planned in there as well. Get those holidays nailed, meals out, even, even a bloody walk with a family. You know, if it gets written down, it gets done. That might sound all sort of boring and not very, you know, spontaneous, but fucking hell, spontaneity never happens. If you want to take your partner out for a date lunch, get it in the diary. Um, so what can you do this week? What can you do today? Now, how about three non-negotiables? Almost like the eat that, eat that frog. Have you read that book by Brian Chase? It's bloody brilliant. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it basically the premise is, if the worst thing you had to do t- tomorrow was eat a frog, when in the day would you do it? And obviously the sensible answer is, well, you'd eat it first thing, then you can crack on with your day. Whereas if you leave it to the end of the day, you won't be fully present in anything you're doing. All you'll be thinking was, oh shit, I've got to eat a frog tonight. So what the three non-negotiables are three things you have to do earlier in the day rather than later that are going to move you forward. Maybe it's like that, that big sales call you've been dreading, you know, but get it done because you know it's going to move you forward. And if you don't have non-negotiables move forward, well, it makes it harder to know what to say yes and no to. So when people are asking you stuff, but you're like, well, actually, I've got these three non-negotiables to do. So until I've done them, no, the answer is no. Then I ain't going to do it. And also, when it comes to saying no, which is, which is massively important, saying no won't win you any friends, but it'll certainly move you forward. Um, is what I'm being asked to do moving me towards my goals? Yes or no? And if it's, if it's no, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it then. But again, so many business owners, they're, they're just not clear on their goals because they get caught up in the day-to-day. And believe me, I've, I've been there. I've spent many a year like that. You're chasing your tail all the time. You've made yourself too available answering the phone you're doing the bookkeeping someone says they want a meeting with you and you drive 50 miles to go and see them when you haven't pre-qualified them at all you know i've been there and also when it comes to saying no you know on a bit of a roll now um who will educate empower entertain you that's almost like the rule we have when it comes to writing social media posts you know before you post that thing is it going to educate the reader empower them or entertain them if it ain't going to do any of those three don't post it and it's the same when you're choosing like sort of who to hang around with and who to say yes or no to. Because a, a sad reality is if you want to play the A game, you can't hang around with B players. Just like with your marketing, you can't appeal to everyone. If you try and appeal to everyone, you'll appeal to no one. Your days basically have to be about you. You've heard the phrase, putting your own oxygen mask on first, even though when you first hear that, you're like, well, surely no, I'll put, I'll put my kid's oxygen mask on first, you know, if the plane's in trouble. No, you've got to put yours on first and then you can better serve and help other people. Um, and of course, a lot of this, when it comes to people encroaching upon your time, your, your values and your, your vision, is, is there access to you? You know, we will um, often use routing forms in Calendly. So Calendly.com, I presume is the website. You know, it, it's basically, it's, how people can book in with you so they can book calls with you. They can book meetings with you, um, but only at times that are convenient for you. So if you want to pre-qualify meetings, that'll probably work better for you rather than giving everyone your time. 
like I mentioned, I have driven 50 miles to see someone because they wanted help with a bit of marketing. Guess what happened? Drove to see them. Oh, yeah, sounds great, Andy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll pop it on an email. Oh, really brilliant. Drove all the way back, wrote an email in the evening rather than spending it with my wife and kids. Sent the email, caught in the chase, 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 chase. About three weeks later, oh, no, we've gone to someone else. And it's like, fucking hell. If I'd asked them a few pre-qualifying meetings before, I would have realized, actually, yeah, it's not worth me coming to see you. There wouldn't be a good fit. Um, So using technology like that, simple software can make your life a lot easier. Um, because if you drop everything to go and see a prospect that you haven't qualified, then, you know, it's your fault. If someone emails you on a Friday night and you're checking your emails on a Friday night and you have to respond to them on the Friday night, it ain't their fault. It's yours. That's how you've trained them. You know, making yourself too available by giving everyone your mobile number, by having emails on your phone, by checking emails on your phone. I mean, we haven't had work emails on our phone here, me and Joel, for like years. You know, if something was that important, they'd call the bloody office. So um, hopefully a few good uh, tips you there. Um, Going to move on to the marketing side of productivity, because over the years we've certainly met a lot of business owners who spend way too much time, effort, money on marketing that just isn't doing the job it needs them to do. It's making them look all pretty and pink and sparkly and shiny, and they get all excited. That's brilliant. But then, of course, at some point, the penny drops. They're like, oh, shit, well, my new website is all shiny and pink and sparkly, but it ain't generating any inquiries for me. And it's like, ah, right, okay, yes. So I use a quote by Sabri Subi, and it's, if you can't or won't pay to acquire a new customer, you haven't got a sustainable and scalable business. So you will know we are big fans of digital advertising here, of paying platforms money to serve ads at targeted demographics. Because as I already mentioned, you can't hustle organically forever. Yet word of mouth's brilliant, that's great, but you've got no control over word of mouth. You're just hoping your new customer will go and magically tell all their friends about you. Well, you're, you're in cuckoo land. Because even though they might love you, you're you're still so far down on their priority list. You're down there with like changing the light bulb in the garage. You know, um, they've got other shit to get on with in their lives. They've got other businesses serving ads. They've got partners going on at them, whatever it might be. Relying on word of mouth as your growth strategy is just, it's, it's bonkers in this day and age. You might be able to get away with it back in the day, but now with digital marketing around, People are consuming, on average, 64 gig of information a day. And, and pre-electricity, that was as much information as people absorbed in their entire fucking lifetime. Um, so you know, another thing about word of mouth is that obviously that kind of loyalty is great. Oh, my customers, oh, they've been coming to you for years. They're so loyal. They're loyal to themselves first. And loyalty goes out the window and the shit hits the fan. So when things like a recession kicks in and someone can save a couple of quid by going over the road to a competitor of yours, some of them will do that. Um, so, you know, attention is the currency of marketing. So it's about becoming more visible. Don't get me wrong, being more visible does mean you will attract a few dickheads. And unfortunately, it is that fear that stops a lot of business owners from pushing themselves as much as they should, because there's always going to be that 1%, that you know, those dickheads on the sofa that just want to pop up and say something. And as soon as they press submit, they've gone off to troll someone else where it could, you know, possibly ruin your weekend. The fact is, 
criticism is the price of success. And if you let what some twat says about you on social media annoy you so much that it does ruin your weekend, think about it like this. You are putting a stranger above your own family. And how mad is that? I'll just have a swig of Vimto Light, if you excuse me. Oh, that's bloody lovely, that is. And that's why it is another, re and there's another reason to be crystal clear on your goals. When you are so focused on where you're going, when you are dialed in on why you're doing this, you're doing it for your kids, you're doing it to build a house for your mum, whatever it might be, when you're clear on things like that, what some stranger says to you about social media on social media becomes a lot more insignificant. Now, don't get me wrong. Every now and then, someone will still get through. You know, they'll find a chink in your armor and get through, and 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 that and that's okay. But if you can acknowledge and prepare for that, that's brilliant, um, because at some point it will come. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, I'm so clear on where I'm going. You know, like Usain Bolt on the starting line for the hundred meter final. What's he thinking about? What's he looking at? All he's thinking about and looking at is that is that fucking finish line. He's not looking to the left and right, and thinking, "Fuck me, these guys look fast." He is laser-like focused on where he's going, what he's got to do, and why he's doing it. So when you are clear on that, when you've written things like that down, when you have a strategy and a growth plan to work towards, stuff that might have bothered you before will bother you a lot less. Um, but like I mentioned, when it comes to marketing, yeah, targeting ads, that's where it all starts for us. Over all the years and the different media industries I've worked in never come across anything like digital ads in terms of scalability um, and cost effectiveness. You know, th they've made amazing advertising. They've put it in the reach of like pretty much anyone who's got a couple of quid a day to spend. Um, but of course it's only worth serving ads to the ideal customer. You pay to reach the right people. So you don't want to be wasting time or money targeting people who won't buy off you in a million years or people who are a massive pain in the arse. Um, and, and that's, that's a big problem with organic marketing. I, I will talk about organic marketing because organic marketing is important, but again, there's no control. You know, you can't really control how many people come and follow your Facebook page, how many people come and follow you on Instagram. So a high percentage of those people will probably be lovely, but they won't buy off you in a million years. Whereas with ads, when you do ads correctly, you can target the demographics most likely to buy off you. And hopefully you know what your customer avatar looks like. Um, if you don't definitely go onto Amazon and buy our book, stay hungry because chapter one is called fuck everything else until you've sorted this. It's all about knowing your ideal customer just because you're a car dealership owner doesn't mean you should spend money on ads targeting anyone over the age of 17 with a driving license. You'll be hitting the right people. But you'll also be spending time, effort and money hitting lots of the wrong people, people who might have a driving license, but they wouldn't buy a car for you in a million years. Um, now, we're big fans of um, using ads to capture data. So um, you offer something in exchange for someone's contact details. Maybe that's a discount. Maybe that's a freebie. Maybe that's a PDF, a book, whatever. But they give you their details. You give them something in return. And then you stay in front of those people via things like, you know, well, email is, is the obvious one. And you can also serve retarding ads to people. So people have landed on a, on a specific page on your website. You can serve ads them, encourage them to come back and to take action. Hmm. Another drink, excuse me. Um, and yet your job 
is to stay in touch with them. That is a good use of your time. Now, it doesn't take long, but it's the compound effect again that, you know, you are keeping these people warm and warm and then slightly warmer and then slightly warmer and then they're hot and ready to buy. A lot of business owners, they just haven't got that persistence. They haven't got that patience. They want to serve an ad to someone and they buy straight away. They want to turn up at their first ever networking breakfast and, and people walk up to them with their checkbooks in their hand. It doesn't work like that. So if you can be persistent in your marketing, you know, you're going to be above 80% of your competitors. Don't get me wrong, you know, use an ad to ask for the sale straight away too, but also give people an option to give their details in return for something. Um, you know, people do need a reason to buy. Um, now, when it comes to things like email marketing, obviously um, save yourself a massive ball ache, not just in terms of your productivity, but in terms of the legal aspects of not using a legally compliant email system. I still get mass emails sent via Outlook. They've just put everyone's name into the BCC field, and sometimes they forget and they put everyone's email into the inbox. So a whole GDPR issue. It, it's just fucking madness. There's no excuse now to send an email via Outlook, via Outlook, even if you do say at the bottom, please reply with unsubscribe as the subject header if you don't, like, don't want to hear from us again. That is just so unprofessional. Um, quick fire tips for um, email success. Frequency. If you struggle with sending too many emails, you need to basically get over that a bit. Um, you'll get more sort of spam complaints if you send an email once a month than if you send an email once a day. You send an email once a month. It's been 30 days since your last communication and someone could be like, well, who the hell's this guy? Because it's been so long, they can't remember. They've been bombarded with so many messages from so many people in those 30 days, especially if they're in a bad mood. They might not just even remember who you are. Um, I'm not saying daily emails are for everyone. We probably send three or four emails a week. Um, the sweet spot, if you struggle with email frequency, is once a fortnight. If um, a business would approach me to to handle their email marketing and they didn't want to send at least one email a fortnight, I'd say, no, we're, we're not the right ones for them. Um, now, don't get me wrong. If all you're doing in your emails is selling, you, you know, you're asking for trouble and you should be reported for spam. Um, writing emails is about being personable sharing you know story-based information of value and relevance that can help these people so when someone does unsubscribe it's nothing personal they're doing you a favor they're simply saying hey i was interested in what you had to offer for whatever reason i'm not anymore brilliant that means you can just focus on the people who are still in your community um and importantly i'd suggest letting the funnel do the unsubscribing rather than presuming if you're like oh look um, Bob, he hasn't opened up our last 10 emails. Well, that must mean he's not interested. So let's let's take Bob off our email list. Well, no, because email number 11, that could be the one where Bob buys and spends a fortune with you. So again, let your email system, let the funnel do the hard work for you. Um, I'd also suggest just having a single call to action per email, maybe two, but that's it. If your emails are full of links and saying, click here or do this or sign up here, download there, People will just be confused. You know, some people, well, everyone's busy. Some people are just thick. And um, make it simple for people. The KISS principle, keep it super simple. Um, on a web page, uh, in a blog, on an email, just ask people to do one, maybe two things. That's it. Um, I, I think I mentioned retargeting. Retargeting is another way of staying in front of the right people. So say someone is, I don't know, they watch 25% of one of your videos. Well, you can serve them an ad because obviously they must be quite interested in you if they're going to watch 25% of a video. You can serve ads 
encouraging them back, encouraging them back. So um, that's basically using ads to stay in front of people who have engaged with you. So, you know, you go and look at a pair of trainers online, you think, oh, they look really cool. But then life gets in the way and for whatever reason you don't buy them, you might notice that specific pair of trainers will follow you around the internet again. Um, but not just any pair of trainers. You know, you click on that link, that banner. It doesn't just take you through to the generic trainers page. It takes you through to exactly the trainers you were looking at. Because again, people are busy. They haven't got to, oh, fucking hell, right. Okay, well, I've landed on the men's trainers page. Now I've got to select the brand and the size. Right, here I am finally. Some people do it. A lot of people can't be asked. That's why, you know, if you've... um if you if you're e-commerce and you haven't got a PayPal option on your website, obviously loads of websites now have Klarna and all these different kind of payment options. If God forbid someone has to get off their ass off the sofa to go and get their wallets with their card in to enter their card details, then you're probably leaving money on the table. Um, if you haven't got an automation set up to email people who have abandoned cart on your e-commerce website, you are definitely leaving money on the table. Fifty percent of people abandon cart. And, you know, you should have their details to automatically send them an email or something, encouraging them back, saying, hey, you still got the stuff in your cart. You know, obviously the, the free P&P offer ends at midnight tonight, so please do take advantage if you're interested. Stuff like that might sound simple. It's amazing how many businesses aren't doing it. Now, you know, secondary to ads is your organic marketing which mostly your website and your social media, you know, um, important, but in our experience, secondary and most business owners, their productivity is low because they try and do it the other way around. They try and do everything organically. And why? Because it's free, but your time isn't free. Um, without saying time is money, but I've just said it. Um, you, you can't scale that organic work. It will cripple you. I mean, there are actually marketing companies out there promoting the fact that all you need to succeed is organic marketing and they're promoting it through fucking paid for ads. You, you, I mean, you, you can't make this shit up. Um, so yeah, of course your shop window has to look pretty, has to look cool, has to look up to date, but with the, without the right people being driven into your shop, no one's going to buy. So you do need the both. You need the right signposts in the right place, driving people somewhere that is cool. Because say if your website has a blog and you last blogged four months ago, you know, you're potentially doing more harm than good or you're driving people, you know, saying, oh, yeah, check me out on Facebook. And someone comes and checks you out on Facebook and they see that you last posted three weeks ago. Again, you've done more harm than good. So whatever organic channels you choose, and I suggest focus on two or three of them rather than diluting yourself across everywhere, do them well. Keep them looking cool. Keep them fresh and keep them up to date. Mm. Oh, another swig. So. Um, another, another good, a good tip is that not many people use testimonials in their marketing and that could be paid for or organic. You know, talked a lot about word of mouth today. Asking someone for a testimonial is you being proactive, hoping when someone leaves your premises or gets off the phone, they'll go and do it is, is, is bonkers. But if you can encourage someone to leave your testimony, if you can email someone with a link to your Google reviews, happy days, you're doing something. And obviously, drive into exactly the right place. Don't just say, can you leave me a, re a review on Google? They won't know where to start. Drive into exactly the, the right place for them to leave you a Google review makes it easy. Um, you know, what a client says about you is 100 times more powerful than what you say about yourself. But so many business owners, they, they just don't ask for reviews, maybe just don't think, 
Maybe they're too hopeful. Maybe they may be seen as pushy. Um, obviously, you can offer incentives. So maybe once a month, email all your new clients and say, you know, hey, um, I'm giving you know dinner for four away at this restaurant or whatever it might be. Um, if you'd like to be in the chance of win, just click this link and, and leave me a great review. And that'd be awesome. Then obviously you take those reviews um, and use them in your marketing. Use them in some kind of branded social media template and have them highlighted on your website. You could even ask, you know, your, your confident customers to leave you video testimonials. You know, if you could have video evidence on your website, happy days. No one's going to doubt the validity of a video testimonial. Um, yeah, it's amazing how many websites you go to. And you could hunt around for hours and not find a testimonial. Or some people, it's you know, it used to be trendy to have a single testimonials page. So you're basically hiding all your testimonials in one place. That especially on a mobile, people probably wouldn't even find. So, so what we always suggest is, no matter where someone is on your website, they should be within easy grasp of seeing that social proof that is so important. Oh, bloody hell! So that's usually about an hour and a half webinar. I talk about this productivity. Um, manage to get that down into just thirty minutes. So there's a lot to go through, but you know, time is the currency of life. And it's really difficult when you look back at the end of your day and think, well, I did fuck all to move me forward then and I'll never get that time back. Or you realise, well, I've spent an hour in a meeting with someone and they just weren't a good fit at all. And I could have identified that if I'd had a phone call with them first or if they'd been sent like a routing form on Calendly. Um, and if you spend less time doing the shit, guess what? You can spend more time doing the stuff that does excite you. Now, of course, we all have to eat a bit of crap as a business owner, but surely not forever. Surely that our week needs to be more full of green tasks than red tasks, whether that is um, outsourcing your admin, whether that is embracing automation, pre-qualifying people, saying no to people more often so you can really focus on yourself, which enables you to better serve your loved ones and, of course, your paying clients. So, you know, you win, your family wins, clients win, the universe wins. Fucking hell, going deep today. I need Joel back. Um, now, if this kind of stuff floats your boat, if you know that maybe your mindset, your thinking isn't, the right, isn't in the right place to properly drive your marketing forward, then, hey, let's have a strategy session here at HQ or we can do it over Zoom. Now, if you want to apply for one of those, simply via, uh, simply go to codebreak.co.uk, apply there, and let's have a chat. But until next time, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to the Stay Hungry podcast, and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Now, if you're looking to sort your marketing out, visit fixmymarketing.co.uk and get in touch today. Hold up. 